Welcome to You Look Good, a podcast where we laugh and have deep conversations while lifting each other up. Today, I am joined by Philip again. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Thank you for returning. Thanks for having me. How are you? We need no icebreakers today. We no just need to catch up today. because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been like five months. I mean, you were like my first three. Yeah. So I haven't seen you since our last episode. Yeah. Catch I mean, me I've been all right. I've been good. You know, you got to elaborate, baby. This is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, a lot's, I've, I mean, a lot's yeah. been happening. Yeah. So start. So I was out in California again from and or mid April to end of, or no, beginning of August. I was up in North Texas for three weeks visiting family. And then I've been back in Austin for probably two weeks now. Yeah. So what was California like? I I mean, I love California. I like it. But, you know, I just think that I'm not meant to be there just yet in my life. You know, I went out there before, came back after a month. And then the second time, a year later, I was like, okay, I'm going to go out there again. Was out there for four and a half months. And I just... A, I think like mental health was part of like what made it hard for me to be out there. But I think there are just also other things that I realized while being out there. And I just realized I don't think I want to be in California just yet, at least full time and not knowing when I'll get to be back in Austin. So, yeah. Uh, What part of California was it again? I was in Orange County, so I lived in Anaheim, and then I worked in Irvine. Mm -hmm. I got hired. um, I was looking for a job out there, and uh, like the first month and a half, I I didn't have a job, but I finally found one, and it turned out to be this debt resolution law firm that Mm -hmm. scams people, and that was a whole ordeal within itself. It was just so awful working for them. But surprisingly, the coworkers were amazing. It was just upper management that was so corrupted. What would you say brought you back? Like, is it just like that job? No. Like, so it wasn't specifically it, that. It was, yeah, it wasn't. Oh, you just didn't want to. Like you, like you. I guess, I guess you said that you didn't feel like it was the right time. Yeah, I. Something just felt off. Like, I just felt like maybe I was messing with the natural order of things. Like, I do think I meant to be out in California, but I think I'm overlooking some steps, you know, and it was just essential that I come back and A, work on my mental health, B, um, work hard on my content creation as well. And yeah, I, I started, um, Whenever I was out in California, I was like, oh, since I'm out here, I'm going to sign up for the central casting agency, which will like um, hire you as a background actor for movies, for TV. Um, and I got in. It's, it's hard to get a spot at times, um, but I got in. Then there was the whole SAG after a strike. Oh, yeah. So there were no productions, really, except for non-union stuff. But I never got any notices from central casting like, hey, do you know work this job until after I left California? But I don't think I've told you this. I was a background actor this past weekend in a movie for two nights. And then I'm going to be in another production this coming weekend 
And then I also auditioned for my friend's film. I don't know if I got the part, but <laughs> so I've come back to Austin. I've realized I can, you can still, I can still yeah. be an actor or not that I want to be an actor. Like mm -hmm. I'd rather do reality TV, but you know, like I know what I want in my life. Mm -hmm. And that is, I want to be someone I want to be known. I want to be uh, a socialite. So that's my purpose in life. I've realized that I just want to work towards that. So it's like, yeah, whether it's filming my own show, making YouTube videos, auditioning for movies, or even being a background actor. Yeah. As long as I know I'm doing everything I can to make that happen, then I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask this later. I mean, I guess you kind of already said it, but what do you want to be remembered by? I mean, I know that I'm not always going to be the perfect saint. Like, that's just, it's not possible. You can't please everyone. So I don't want to be like, oh, I want to be remembered as, like, I don't know. It just kind of ties into what you said. You were like, you know you are meant to be this social light. And I feel yeah. like you are. I honestly do believe so. Anything else that you want to be remembered uh, by? Just living my, just living my truth, living my life, mm -hmm. what's best for me. I obviously, I think I always try my best to be a good person, but I'm also, I know like, you know, being in that industry, uh, I may be an imperfect person at times, or I may look a certain way, but I just want to be remembered as a good person who, you know, just did, lived my true self, like lived what was true to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. What makes you the most nervous? Um, I get nervous about like, oh my gosh, am I not going to get like discovered? Am I not going to get known? And sometimes that does like make me a little depressed is like, I think sometimes I get so desperate that I just like, I get impatient or my head is just thinking, oh my gosh, like it's just thinking so much about, am I going to ever achieve my dreams? Am I ever going to achieve my dreams? Like a lot of people, their dream is uh, they want to buy a house and start a family. My dream is different than that. I mean, at least right now. So that's what makes me nervous. What else besides that? Like any like little things, any funny little things like dates? Do first dates make you nervous? Do um, hookups make me nervous at first? Like, you know, like before <laughs> like, you meet the person, like, like, oh my God, are they going to look like what they really look yeah. like in their pictures? Are they actually my type? Like lighthearted, like something that makes you nervous. You're like, this is deep. Uh, well, no, it's lighthearted now. I mean, yeah. you, you went in a little bit, but yeah. I don't know what really makes me like, nervous. Like just something simple. Like for me, I get nervous about um, going to a gas station. Oh, like you're going to get robbed? Hey, like hey, gas stations. Do you think you're going to get robbed? No, I just, I hate people staring. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was just like, there's always that encounter where like you're pumping gas and like the other person in front of you, we're just like looking at each other and we're just like. I don't really, just, I don't think I get nervous necessarily. And then, yeah, maybe. But I think I do get anxiety sometimes. It hasn't been this way lately, but there's been times where I'll go out in public and like, I'm wearing shorts like today. Right. Yeah. So, um, like, and someone's looking mm -hmm. because I don't know. Like, and then I start thinking, like, oh my God, are they talking shit about me or mm -hmm. whatever? But then at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what anyone says or thinks. Like, what am I going to do about it? Nothing. Just live my life. Yeah. Um, no, but something I notice is like, that's not fair. Is like, 
muscular men, mask men, they get to wear whatever the hell they want, like short shorts, shorter than what I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. But the minute I wear short shorts, <laughs> like everyone's staring and it's a problem and I don't understand. Yeah. So honestly, I've said this on the podcast quite a few times, but I guess we'll circle back to jobs. Mm -hmm. I've been let go. You haven't been working, correct? Correct. So how's that been lately? And how do you balance life and work? So pretty much like balancing life and work beforehand, before you haven't worked. So I'll I'll answer this the like based off of what I think you're asking. Mm. So first off, not working lately has been nice. I just think I need that mental break because you know I know what my dream career is. So until I achieve that, I'm going to be working jobs that aren't my dream careers. Therefore, it's I don't want to put so much energy into a job that I'm not passionate about because I know I'm not going to stay there forever. So there's times where like I only have so much energy during the day. Uh, lately, I've been having more energy, but like usually going to work takes all my energy. So it's hard to have a work-life balance unless I'm working like only four days a week and then I get a few days off during the week because I'm just not that person that can work five days every single week with only two days off. No, yeah. because one day I'm like catching up on rest and then the other, I'm finally getting up and doing something. So it's like one productive day out of the entire week is not enough for me. Um, so yeah, it's been really nice not having to work. And especially the last job I was at, like working for an unethical firm that pretends to help relieve people's debts but really just gets them into even more debt like it's exhausting it changes my perspective on like working for others period so yeah this break has been awesome and um, i've actually been like lately getting up at like 7 a.m having a whole productive day and then going to bed at like 10 or 11. nice um can you share a personal challenge um or goal you're currently working on yeah, mental I mean, health for okay. sure. Uh, okay, so you've said mental health a couple times. Yeah. So let's just elaborate on that. Yeah. What is that for you? So I'm not going to share the, the diagnosis, yeah. but I was diagnosed with something that really was hard to accept at first. Okay. Um, like I always suspected it was a possibility, but but when it, you finally hear it, it's like when it's finally official, that's when it's like, okay, like some people feel relieved because that now they can treat it. Mm -hmm. But me, for a while, it felt like a label over my head. And I don't, it doesn't have to be that way. For the last year, whenever I was diagnosed with it, I was on medication for a little while and then I had stopped. And then being out in California, you know, I, I wasn't on anything it made sense why I was starting to go into a depression again. So when I came back, I was like, oh, I'm going to work on this situation. I'm going to go see a doctor. I'm going to go get put back on medication because I'm just not finding control in my life. I go through periods of times where I have control. I'm achieving all these great things. I'm achieving, you know, I'm, I have the energy to go, 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 go. And then it comes crashing down and I lose everything in the process. Yeah. And then I go back through it. This time, when I went crashing down, I couldn't get out of it. I, I just couldn't. So now that I finally saw a doctor again, I'm seeing that I want, I am feeling productive again. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm wanting to go out and do things versus if we go back a couple weeks, I was 
the complete opposite. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even want to think about the future because I didn't have the energy to do anything. Yeah, that's what I mean by mental health is actually really addressing something that I have that I wasn't. No. What makes you smile? Starbucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Silly jokes. Um, talking to my friends and family. You know, I, I like I like things. I like the simple things, you know. I know I have these big goals and big dreams as a person, but like what really matters most to me is like the family I have and the friends and small little sentimental things in life. I know maybe someone might look at me and be like, oh, he's high maintenance for myself. Yes. But if I were to go on a date with someone or I were to go hang out with friends, we can go do whatever. We can go sit at a park. We can go to Starbucks. I'm not like, oh my gosh, let's go spend a bunch of money here and there and let's go on this fancy trip. Like Mm -hmm. no matter what I, no matter who I am or what I become, I will always treasure the small sentimental things. Okay. Whether it seems like it or not. No. Yeah. Okay. I can see that because I think like in New York, um, you did a lot of that whenever we went together. Well, we didn't go together, but we met up. We ran into each other. I didn't know you were going to New York. I didn't know either. Um, Yeah. But no, you did. You did a lot of things that I wanted to do that I feel like you wouldn't do. Which yeah. is like that's like you what probably imagine more like correct yeah. like that first night when I went on that dinner cruise that was probably more so what you thought I would do yeah but then you saw me going out and like and we were like we were like drunk obviously and like just going crazy and you're like I'm going <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah no I get that that makes sense what are you not very good at though sometimes time management but that's that more you are early today (laughs) yeah but that it really fell into like i know i've said mental health a lot but it's Mm -hmm. true mental health has been like such a big focus on my life lately Mm -hmm. um because i'm wondering why these past couple years have been so hard for me sorry what was the question again because i was going i I was going somewhere with back to yeah um what are you not very good at oh Mental, my mental health made it really hard for me to commit to a job or stay at a job because of time management or even wanting to be awake. Mm -hmm. So for a while, I was not good at getting up. Mm -hmm. Like I could get a full eight hours of rest, but in the morning, I'm not going to want to get up no matter what. So I'll sleep until like two, four or six. There's been times I've slept the whole day. Mm -hmm. And so working on my mental health, you know, seeing the professionals, setting up a schedule for myself it's showing me like i can be that productive person who gets up in the morning has a whole full productive day goes to bed does it all again the next Mm -hmm. and i I am ready to be that person yeah i don't know i mean i feel like there's always sometimes where i mean people always can't get up as well so i've had those days where i'm just like man for me, I noticed it was since high school. Like, oh, okay. from high school to now, I'd had so many days that I've wasted because of being tied down to my bed. But I have been seeing a change. Who has been the most critical person in your life besides yourself? <laughs> my aunt. Okay, explain. So my aunt is a woman, like, she was born in the 40s. Um, yeah, just my aunt, because my grandma had my mom when she was in her 40s so all my mother's siblings are like 20 years older than her so my aunt is almost in her 80s and she married this this guy they're still together um 
they got married back in the 60s. Well, I'll just say my uncle. He ended up becoming a CEO and they are they became millionaires. Well, she grew up in a different time, right? And yeah. has lived this wealthy life. And she's so critical because every time I would talk to her on the phone, which I haven't talked to her, honestly, in a while because of it, um, she doesn't know, but it's it's my reasoning as to why I don't like to talk to her. She's always been so critical. It's like, you need to go to college. You need to do this. You need to do that. And she just doesn't understand the different lifestyles that her and I both have because she's this rich woman. And I'm just this, you know, like I'm not wealthy. I mean, that I'm still young. I can change. But like, I remember this one time I got a car and the car was practically given to me by a fa- friend, family friend. Well, obviously this car needed some work done to it. Mm-hmm. And when my aunt found out about it, she was like, you bought that car in a very judgmental, critical way. And it's like, lady, you at the snap of your fingers, you could buy me a car in full if you want to 20, 30, 40, 50,000, like, and it wouldn't dent you. Well, not saying it wouldn't dent her, but like, she'd be fine. But so it's like, so unless you're going to do that, don't you dare judge me as someone who comes from a different someone who comes from a different lifestyle than what you're currently living. Yeah. And when I achieve something as getting my first car from what I came from, Mm -hmm. you're not in that position to ever judge me. And when I dropped out of college, she was like, Oh, you made a mistake. You're going to have to live with this decision for the rest of your life. Like it just seems that no matter what I do, and those are just two examples out of many, mm-hmm. no matter what I do, it's just not good enough for her. Yeah. And I think that it's really unfair and she probably doesn't even realize it, but that's the most critical person in my life is this affluent woman <clears throat> who feels the need to tell me what I should and shouldn't do with my life. Yeah. I have a grandma that's pretty much the same. Whenever I started going to college, she was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, going to school and then i dropped out and i was kind of like struggling a little bit um especially with money and i kept asking my dad for money and she reached out to me and she was like you need to stop bothering your dad for money like you're being a burden to him blah blah blah. and i was like okay because i was trying to get back into school Mm -hmm. i like (laughs) went to work like 45 50 hours a week almost for a long period of time and i was like overworking myself and then she just calls me and she's like um something about like you need to stop working and go back to school and i'm like dude stop yeah like it's like a one thing or the other like you either want me in school you want me to work 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 I don't know. For me, it's like no matter how hard I try, it's just not good enough for her. Yeah. And it's like she knows my background. She knows the cards I've been dealt. And she still feels like she has the right to like judge me the way she does, mm-hmm. which it's hypocritical because she didn't do the same things that she's trying to make me do with my life. Yeah. I wanted to talk about, I listened to a little bit of our episode, our first episode. Um, and I know we talked about your brother, but did we talk about Hannah at all? 
we talked a little bit about it. You're like, what's it like having a sister, oh. an older sister? Um, I just wanted to catch up on that, on that relationship. On me and Hannah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're totally fine. I actually, I'm going to hang out with her after this. And mm-hmm. Yeah, her and I are totally good. What's the dynamic now versus the last time that we hung out? It's the, same it's thing? the same, yeah. yeah. I mean, me and my sister did not get along whenever we were like teenagers. I think early you, adults. you might have said that a little bit. Yeah, we we definitely fought all the time. It was a really it wasn't just with her, like I fought with my little brother mm-hmm. too because our energies, our dynamics just didn't align. Like my younger brother and my sister, they got along much better than I got along with any of them. But now, I mean, when Hannah and I started finally like treating each other better, it's been t- uh totally fine. Like it feels like I have a sister versus back then i kind of felt like i didn't really have anybody like it was just myself and my mom Mm -hmm. and my dad like it didn't really feel like i had any siblings to really bond with there's this specific incident that happened with the both of us Mm -hmm. that i kind of wanted to talk about yeah do you remember yeah If I don't know if you want to tell yeah. your side. I mean, I don't know. I wanted to get your side first and then we can kind of go from there. Like what what would you want me to say? Um just explain. Explain it. Yeah. I wish you would go first. Why? Okay, so we were at a house. A party, yeah. It was a, it was that it was that party that it was an LGBT pride party. Oh, that's not what I was talking about. Oh, what incident? That's crazy. Oh, wait. Maybe it was the same night. Yeah. You're... We went back to the house. Was it that same night? Yeah. I think I called you extra and you got upset. Mm-hmm. We were all at like a table and you were being... Well, not... I mean, obviously, not that I think about it. Like, it was just you being you. And that was... That's what I'm reflecting on is that I had no position to call you that. But I did do that, and it upset you. Something about, like, a peach, maybe? I don't remember this. We were, like, at my house. What did I But, like, did I say... You blew up on me, and that's when we stopped talking for a little bit. in person or on text? in person. What did I say to you? I'm not sure. I forgot. See, because what I remember was we were at this house party, and... This uh, guy started smoking next to me and I like kind of, I made a, I was kind of being sarcastic and like, I mean, I guess if you want to say extra, I guess I I was trying to make a point to him that it's rude to just stand right next to someone and just start lighting a cigarette. And you don't want it to like not being cautious of of people like if I have asthma, if I don't want to smell like cigarettes. So I kind of started fake crying and being like, oh no, he's lighting a cigarette. Oh no. Like. I don't remember exactly verbatim what I said, but then he got upset because I did that. He was like, that was just so extra. You could have just asked me not to smoke. And I was like, well, maybe you just shouldn't smoke next to people. Like you should be mindful of that. And you told me, I I think you did tell me I was acting, I was acting out and you went up to him to apologize for my behavior. Mm -hmm. And that did upset me because I was like, you and your friend go like made me feel like a third wheel every okay. t- ev- it was every time we hung out 
like it was like y'all's world and I was watching y'all and it wasn't I wouldn't call it a jealousy at all because I'm used to hanging out in threes and fours and whatnot I just felt like I was watching y'all's show every time I hung out with y'all and then it was that plus that that I was like that I was just like I'm not gonna let someone make me feel like my character's my my personality yeah. mm-hmm. is like flawed or is doesn't meet their um standards because mm-hmm. there were multiple times throughout the night where i would say jokes that y'all took very seriously and y'all were like y'all you just come off super serious philip or i forgot how y'all worded it but there were just multiple moments in that night that just took jabs at my, my personality my character that when you hit me up the next time I was like, do you want to hang out or can you come pick me up? I That's when I laid it down. I sent you a text. I was like, actually, this is how you made me feel when we were hanging out. And I said, and I've come too far as a person in my growth to allow someone to make me feel that way. Yeah, and sure. you immediately like owned up to it. You were like, I'm sorry, that was not my intention. And you you never gave me any pushback. You never like made me feel like I was wrong for feeling the way I felt you were, you always met me with respect about it. And that's why like, yeah, that was almost five years ago. Yeah. That was a long time ago. I just, I never, it was like, that. A, I was like, it was like a silly question because like, obviously like, yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. No, I never, I would never hold that over you. That was just like every friendship has imperfect moments. That's obviously just a hump in the, or a what? What do you call that? Hump a bump. The, bump in the road? Yeah. <laughs> or hump. I like to add my own little, you know, sure, saying. It, it was a bump in the road for us. But that yeah. I think that was a test to our friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, did we get through it? Could we hear each other out? Sure. I mean, I even if this isn't like the exact situation you were thinking about. Sure. Maybe I was a little extra trying to prove a point to that guy. Sure. I can admit that. So yeah. I think it was something about honestly, there was this it was like about like a peach. I'm pretty sure it was about a peach. You were like holding a fruit, either like a fruit or something, and you were just like elaborating about like a life situation. Like you were putting like a fruit to like a life situation. I don't remember. We were like, I don't like it was just me, you, and Setso friend, because I'm gonna bleep out that girl's name because we don't talk anymore. But it was just me, you, and her, and we were just like at the uh, dinner table, and you just kept talking about this fruit and like about like the the life that it's lived or all that. You were just going on, and I was like, Philip, you're being a lot, and then you just got mad, and then you left. I don't remember. That's so but, crazy. Yeah. But that's what I was talking about. I thought you, I, but I guess like, I'm assuming it's the same night. Uh, maybe. Did you come home with me? I'm sure after that night, there were a couple times where um, we hung out. I really don't remember. It's okay. It was just something. I mean, I mean, obviously we're over it. Yeah. What was your childhood like? I'm like, should I be honest or should I just <laughs> talk to you? Chaotic, um, for sure. Do you have a this favorite, a that, favorite childhood memory? Like a fun one? Yeah, there's many memories I have that I'm fond of, but 
Yeah, I I think my childhood gave me like perspective to all kinds of life lifestyles because I grew up in a family that my parents did not make a lot of money because my parents were the rebellious party kids, you know, and just never really pursued careers. My dad did, but like it wasn't really high paying, so like my immediate family we struggled. When I was born, there there was eventually there was four of us living, uh actually five of us once my little brother was born, living in a two bedroom, a two bedroom government house, like one of those government mm-hmm. funded ho- housing yeah. complexes. And finally, um whenever I was five, we were able to move into a four bedroom and then we eventually moved into a two-story house but then on the other hand there was my aunt who supported us a lot because you Not know if, aunt again. <laughs> if it wasn't for her my mom wouldn't have had a car i wouldn't have gotten my laptop when i did in high school like there were just so many things that my aunt came and like and that's why i do appreciate my aunt like i really do but it's just even though she's done all these great things for me, that doesn't give her a right to ever take jobs at me like that. But when I would go visit my aunt, I knew what it was like to be picked up in an SUV by SUV service, be taken to a mansion. Like I I was able to see what both sides of life were like. Mm -hmm. And I grew up going to my mom's job with her. My mom was a caregiver. So all the time I was around elderly people, some who I still know to this day, some past, and they were able to share their wisdom with me, share their stories, and I was able to learn a lot from them. So sure, there's things in my childhood that were tough, but also like in my childhood, I traveled, I was able to learn wisdom from elderly. Um, I was able to see all kinds of, you know, lifestyles, like I just said. So a very diverse childhood, I guess. And I was friends with people of all kinds of backgrounds. So that's why when jobs, like when you're interviewing for jobs and they're like, what's it like uh, if you're working with someone from a different background than you? I'm just like, I don't know how to answer that question because like I grew up with people from different backgrounds. Have people asked you that? Yeah. I'm always asked that in job interviews. And it's like, I've never been asked that. I'm like, it's not special to work with someone from a different background. Like, so I don't know how they make it like, like, like that's something that's an achievement that you should clap. Give yourself a pat on the back for <laughs> yeah but that was my childhood but yeah there's lots of fun memories in my childhood nice. um are you dating anyone no i am not are you um yeah maybe that dating is that one thing that i have always been like not bad at but just well maybe because i don't flirt with people like if someone likes me they would have to pursue me because i don't i don't want to be rejected but also like i just don't allow myself to like really flirt i don't like to do that so um i would say my dating life has always relied on like apps like grinder or which are not good app other apps like that um pretty much because like i'm really bad at like connecting with people like that in person like it's just easier to get online and like if you know that there's no there's already that elimination of do they like me or like when someone messages you or you message them like you already know like where things can go 
versus if you're dating in person, you it's just like, oh, do they like me? I don't know. I don't know. And then there's that whole, you know, like Yeah. Um, I've been seeing somebody, but he's DL. Mm. So it's kind of tricky right now. Yeah, that's tough. We'll see. <laughs> I haven't really it's been a while though. It's been like a month. I just that's haven't good. yeah. Well, I hope you're happy with it. I'm so not. Um, it's fine though. I like I'm more of like I know I've done this before. I feel like I've everybody I feel like maybe like every gay guy has experienced a straight guy that thinks he is but doesn't know. The last person I dated, like I will say dated like we regularly went on dates and we're mm-hmm. seeing each other. Like we weren't in a relationship. He he wanted that, but I did. He was I was the first guy he's ever been with and you wouldn't know that he's gay or bi. Mm. I mean, he's actually mostly straight in my opinion, like, or, you know, just curious. It's not curious. Like he actually likes me and he wanted to be with me and we saw each other regularly, but I didn't want that at the time or, or even now, because like I'm, very focused on achieving my goals and dreams and I don't want to be held back. And then also I know he wanted kids, like he wants a family. So he's ready to settle down and I'm not. And even now I'm not. So even if I did say yes, him and I would have been dating for four years and I still would not be ready to give him what he wants. But now he, he does have, I don't know if she's his fiance. What I don't, I, I know they're together and him and I keeping touch like it's just we're friends now like you know there's nothing weird but we keep in touch she has a son now he's with her i don't know if they're engaged or not but i know that they're together and i'm really happy for him because i know that he has what he always wanted but if if i were to say have said yes to being with him i would have been holding him back at this point yeah and i just didn't want to do that right but that's kind of like the situation where it's like, even if they're down low or they're not like openly by like this guy that I'm talking about, he would go on dates with me like, and he wouldn't be ashamed. He gave me my first true authentic dating relationship that wasn't centered around hooking up, hiding, you know, like, and it's ironic because he's mostly straight. Mm-hmm. but he gave me what no other man ever gave me. And it just shows like, it doesn't matter if they've never been with a guy before. It, it's, it's, uh, it's up to that person, like who they're going to be, because this person was never ashamed of me, would not hide me. He, he asked if, if I could be with him. And I was just like, no. So yeah. I think it sucks when people have those experiences, but not every guy, like, just because you might be the first guy they've ever been with, it doesn't necessarily mean that they would be like that. But it is a very common situation. I think maybe I got lucky. Well, that is all I have for you. But it has been a trend for people to ask me anything at the end. So do you have anything for me? What is your last words? What is your um, goal as far as like career? And how um, I okay, so this is frequently asked. Obviously, I love interviewing people, so I'm assuming that eventually, if 
the opportunity happens, I would love to like have a talk show. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. I could probably. You need an interview with Ollie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Just a talk show, radio. I don't know. Just I, talking. Yeah. Talking that would is be fun. Awesome. Other than that, like just. I love. Oh. Actually, I could ask you this because I asked my friend this uh, today. If you, if you were to be famous, which I know you will, but what role would I be in your, or if I would be in your um, team, would I be on your team? As far as like working, yeah, work wise, mm-hmm. like what would you want to do? That's what I'm saying, like. If I were to be on your team, what would it be? I mean, I would see I would see it as like obviously you would be in my show, like as a friend, like hanging out and us doing things, and like you would get that exposure too. No, like working wise. Mm. Like in the background. Well, but that's the thing, it's like because I well, context, if, context is I asked her today, I was like freaked out. I was like, I don't know what to ask him. And then she was like just giving me advice because i was like freaking out this morning because i was like running around all day not all day but like i was just like i forgot ollie's food this morning he ran out so i had to like wake up super early and go to the pet shop and um she called me and she uh i was just freak having like a little panic attack and she was like just calm down and i was like you know you should really be my um personal assistant so that's what i'm saying like i wouldn't have you as an assistant though like would you have me as a manager? Well, I already have people who would want to be my manager. Dang it. <laughs> like, I wouldn't see you as someone under me. That's the thing. Well, no, that's, but it's just hypothetically. Like, if I, I mean, I, I feel I like think I would have you. Is, uh, what? Like, I would have you as my like advertisement. That would be cool. People. Like, just, oh, you're good at social media. I mm-hmm. would ha- ask you to help me revamp my look. Mm-hmm. Like I would give you a certain like, and maybe you could give me ideas too, but no, like social media, yeah. like you're really good at that. I'm, and so maybe even like style styling as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as far as like, I don't see you as, I wouldn't want you to be under me, you know, like, Oh, like you're under, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't look at it as that. I would love to work for you. That would be awesome. But or also, like, like just would, even on the show, yeah. period, like us just hanging out and doing whatever. Yeah, that's that's what I'd want to do with my close circle. Yeah. I don't even know. How do we get to this? You asking, well, me asking you oh, yeah. what, what, dream, you, oh. what your career goal is. Yeah, I would also want to, like, okay, so I said interv- uh, talk show, uh, radio, and then maybe, like, just like, some interior designing every now and then because i do love i feel like i'm very visual so i know when someone's look is like what someone's aesthetic is Mm -hmm. so i'm definitely wanting to revamp my style like i'm wanting to yeah start dressing a little different Mm -hmm. maybe more 90s 2000s kind of look yeah yeah all right do you have anything else no that's all (laughs) <laughs> i'm glad to be back and yeah yeah i missed you i, I missed you too i haven't seen you in forever um well thank you for joining again um join us next time on another episode my name is abraham alfarado and you look good